Food and Beverage Magazine Live, bringing food and beverage to life with your hosts, James Beard Award winner Jennifer English and Food and Beverage Magazine publisher Michael Politz. Featuring leaders in the hospitality, branded food and beverage, and CPG industries, many of whom are Jennifer and Michael's friends in the business. For an informal and informative conversation where friends in the business share the latest intel, ideas, and best practices. Live, juicy inside scoop from the tastemakers, newsmakers, bread bakers, drink shakers, spoon lickers, clam diggers, farms, foodies, and friends of the food and beverage magazine world. Here are your hosts, Jennifer English and Michael Politz. Whether you are thinking about becoming a restaurateur or you are already in the business, Michael Politz has written a must-read, The Food and Beverage Magazine's Guide to Restaurant Success. Pick up your copy today at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Books A Million, or wherever fine books are sold. Hello, everybody, and welcome. This is Food and Beverage Magazine Live. I'm Jennifer English, your editor-at-large. With our 14 million readers each and every month, we are excited to bring you people who are doing amazing things in the vanguard of the food and beverage industry. We are all aware that the COVID had a big impact on our world and 100,000 restaurants closed, but that doesn't mean that there aren't exciting, dynamic things happening everywhere. And the reason we do these shows is because we want everybody that's in our business to stay in our business. And to understand how to stay in our business, you have to understand how our business is changing. Our business is growing, and there are people doing dynamic, exciting things, like our guest today. Now, Brittany Woima is somebody who has created a company called Where to Buy, and it is a store locator solution. That is incredible. I have been fixated and my wheels are turning. And if you can get my wheels to turn, then you've really got something because it makes me realize how dynamic this is for our entire industry, for consumers and grocers, companies, CPG brands alike. It is such an honor and a thrill to have you on the show. I've got a million questions. We've got 30 minutes. I want to get right into it. Brittany, how are you? Thanks for coming. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. It's just as exciting for me to be here. <laughs> I have to tell you, I love the idea. Everybody that knows me knows that I love a really smart idea. And this is one of the smartest ideas I've seen in a long time. Can you talk a little bit about the inspiration that you had behind where to buy and how it came to be? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my co-founder and I, Brian Hack, he's, he's my co-founder. He was supposed to be here today, but he's a little under the weather. Oh, no. um, Sending yeah, him some healing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we have a background actually working with CPG brands, but on the advertising side. Oh, so okay. for me, this was a little bit of a leap, but the way that we got here is we were actually talking to a company called Data Assembly who powers our data behind where to buy. And uh, you know, we, we were talking to them cause we were, we were looking at how we can figure out like pricing for some of our products and our clients that we were working with. But as this was unfolding, um, we started to realize like, hold on, you guys have data of where every single product is available on shelf in which grocer, like down to the address level, our wheels started turning. 
And just, you know, after 15 plus years of working with CPG brands, like the number one question we always get through advertising channels is where can I get your product? Where right. can I get your product? Where can I get it? So getting access to that data that's accurate, not like really, really, really expensive, um, you know, was a problem for especially these like emerging brands and these startup brands with all these like amazing, innovative ideas. You know, it's expensive to get that data. So long and, and by the way, short, people think it's hard just to sell in. Sometimes the easiest thing is to sell in because what's looking for you is what you're looking for. And what you're looking for is looking for you. Grocers or stores are looking for your brand. They're looking for your product. Right. That's like sometimes easier than people think. And your solution addresses the maybe not so easily thought of piece of what's actually a little bit harder to do. Talk about that some more because I just really want people to understand that this is a really smart solution to a problem that you really have to know your game to know is as big a problem as it is. In other words, this is a big solution. Yeah. I mean, even if you just think about your own social media usage and just like your own usage as a consumer in the world, like our attention spans are short. So you know, brands are doing a really wonderful job of driving awareness, right? Like we've got really great advertising campaigns. We've got a million ways to reach people now. But if I know about your brand, um, but I don't know where to buy it, and I don't have an easy solution to figure that out, like I'm gone, I'm on to the next one. So, you know, what we wanted to do is figure out a way to help, help these brands actually say like, okay, cool, you've heard of me. Now go to Whole Foods down the street from you and buy it because we're actually available on shelf there. So that's, that's kind of, you know, what our tool does and what our tool can provide to brands. Um, and it's been really exciting. It's been really fun to actually get to work with all of these really cool brands um, in a way that we know is, you know, actually helping them drive sales, which, you know, to your point, after the crazy few years we've had, like, that's so important to just like keep everybody in this industry alive and what we're passionate about, you know, so, so I love to be able to do that in a more um, direct way than maybe I was doing in my past life. Let's dial it back one step. There are a lot of new CPG entrepreneurs that are coming naturally from the food and beverage universe. Mm -hmm. They left their jobs. One of the big success stories is Truffle Shuffle out of San Francisco. They worked at French Laundry. They came up with a product. They went on Shark Tank, and now they're a really big thing. Their side hustle is now their hustle. Can right. you talk a little bit about the idea of these it feels like there are waves of new products hitting the shelves of stores right now. Yesterday, we talked with Ming Tsai. Chef Ming Tsai has a new product out called Ming's Bings. He's going to be in thousands of stores in by the end of the year. And that's great. But I heard everybody basically saying, where can I get them? Where can I get them? Right. And that's where you come in. Talk a little bit about this time and place and how important these new products rely on you to make the connection between the people getting excited about the product and the product itself. How do we connect them? How do we make that connection? Yeah, that's actually, um, it's funny you're bringing this up because I was just talking to someone about it and they were kind of like, well, who's, you know, who are your actual uh, uh, target consumers? And, you know, it, it's exactly the brands you're talking about is our sweet spot. It's, it's these emerging brands, uh, you know, small to mid-sized brands that you, uh, you know, like, like everyone knows where to find Oreo. Like I don't have to go to a store locator to find Oreo, but if I want to find this, you know, truffle shuffle, which I've heard so much about and it's growing and it was featured on shark tank. 
Right. The first place I'm going to go as a consumer is to your website. Like I'm going to Google it. And so our tool will allow you to like allow those consumers to then find it in store. And that's where it's like we become that missing or that 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 connector to between driving driving awareness and actually driving purchase. Um, and that's really what we like to do. So how we help those brands is, you know, we we help set up this whole place on their website where they can drive people to literally says where to buy. You enter in your zip code and all of the locations that you're featured in store come up. And we are pulling that data based off of what consumers, I mean, based off of what retailers are already telling you is on store. We're just kind of pulling it all together in one central location in the place that most consumers are going to go, which is your website or your social media channels. I want to talk a little bit about your company. Mm -hmm. You now have all this great data, which makes you incredibly valuable on both sides of the equation. You become really valuable to the brands and to the consumers and to the groceries. So there's actually a triangle of parties that can really implement and utilize your information. Talk a little bit about why and how that information is so valuable to each of those entities in this equation. Because when I talk to you, my brain is already going there. And for people who are taking notes and they want to learn everything from yeah. you, this is like a master class and how to yeah. get consumers to buy your product. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to have you here to present this. How is this important and how can they use this data? Yeah, so I think I'll start. I, I mean, I've talked about the consumers, why it's important for like consumers want an easy place to find it. So that's a no brainer. I think where we've really started to uncover we're really valuable for brands, especially the smaller brands is um, and what I've learned so much about. You're talking about getting a class like since I've started this business, like I've learned so much about um you know, distribution and how brands actually, you know, get their products on shelf and store. So, you know, the, the biggest thing that we have been able to provide value is a lot of our brands and our clients do not actually know, believe it or not, where on shelf they are. They use third-party distributors to get their products out there. Okay. Um, you know, so, so they're, they're working with these third-party distributors and the distributors are able to say, Hey, I got you into Whole Foods and Safeway. And they're like, oh, okay, that's great. And then it stops. They don't know what Whole Foods they're in. They don't know where they're showing up on shelf. So a lot of our, our clients have found that data that we're able to provide them very valuable. Um, not only are they able to tell their consumers where they're at, they're getting a better idea. They're able to say, oh, cool. I'm showing up in this many Whole Foods. I'm like mostly in these regions. Then they get to marry that with how people, how their consumers are marrying, using the tool. So they get to marry the data that they're, we're providing them of where they're in store with how consumers are shopping and searching for them. So they get to say, oh my gosh, I'm in, you know, 300 Whole Foods, but wow, people are really only searching in this one area of the country. Maybe I need to start spreading the word a little bit more in this other area of the country where they're not, you know, searching for us there. So that's how, like, just one of the many ways that we can be of value to our brands. Um, and then for retailers, you know, I think we don't work as directly with retailers, but what retailer doesn't like to hear a brand saying, hey, I'm driving people to your store. Of course, retailers are going to love that. So by us being able to have that data for the brands to provide to their consumers, ultimately consumers are going to be going in store and shopping for those retailers. Let's talk about the future. Consumer behavior is changing 
but so are the brands. And it feels like there are more and more and more smaller brands. And I love that because mm -hmm. it's bringing new flavors and new culture, like, like, like Ming's Bings. And I want to use that mm -hmm. as an example because Chef Ming Tsai, of course, he's beloved. Uh, he's been on TV for, for decades and he is part of the PBS family, the Food Network family. Mm -hmm. um, and he has restaurants in the greater Boston area and around the country. But he's also done something with his product that addresses all these new categories like, you know, gluten-free and plant-based and nut-free, et cetera. There are new categories emerging that chefs and brands, new brands are responding to. So we're all learning the newness of what we're calling food 3.0. Very mm -hmm. pivotally important to this. How are you addressing the next in what comes for all of us as this changes, as we maybe eat a little less meat or maybe eat a little more plant-based or we're having dietary restrictions or we're having a, a search for new and exciting flavors from, you know, harissa paste or, mm -hmm. or, or, I mean, I'll use sriracha as an example. Nobody knew what it was 20 years ago, but now it's one right. of the condiments. So, so how do people change how this is changing and how is it changing what comes next for where to buy? Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's interesting that you actually brought up like the gluten free and all of these different food trends that are coming, because I think two things. One, um, as you're, you mentioned in your scene, I think the new food trends coming around um, are wonderful. And they're opening up more people than ever to trying different ways of, of eating and different types of food and styles of food. So first of all, as someone who loves food, I think that's wonderful that that stuff's, you know, more readily available. Um, but secondarily, we've really been talking about how we can use our product to help with more of those category-based uh, um, topics, I guess, that, you're, that you mentioned. So uh, not to give too much away, but imagine a, a point in the future where we can actually reverse engine the way people are searching for food so instead of saying let me go find means things they say i really need to find sauces that are gluten-free so we're able to provide a place that tells them where every single gluten-free sauce is available and then you get to filter down through brand so we're actually already starting to plan and think about ways that we can offer those types of tools um you know, to shift with the growing places. Where can I find meatless burgers? Maybe they don't know the brands, but we have a locator that can help them just search meatless products. Um, so we're, we're starting to think that way. And I think that's how we're gonna hopefully continue to evolve with the category. While also still, again, making sure that brands are first, you know, front and center so that they can drive sales around these great products. And, and of course, by doing that, the next thing I'm imagining is you got this, new product section where you're always helping us find new products even if i didn't catch it in a magazine or catch it on the today show or on food network i mean the, yeah. the collaborative nature of how all of us that love food and love because there's nothing better than discovering something new and saying oh my gosh you need to try this i found yeah, exactly this and i want to turn you on to it and that's one of yeah. the things you really help people do yeah and you know you you just you just you know, shook something else loose for me that, that we've been working on as well of, um, you know, taking people, you know, like, like you said, like we're all learning about these new products, whether they're, it's through, 
you know, we're seeing a social media ad or someone's recommending it to us from a friend, but we are also able to help brands get that location information out there through ads. So um, if I'm on social and it's not just like, check out Bing's Mings, I mean, did I, just, I just said that backwards. Yings, Bing. And Yings. just, I want to, I want to clarify this because there is a traditional dim sum item called a Bing, and it's about the shape of a hockey puck. And the way that Ming makes them is he fills them with different combinations of flavors, in addition to the very traditional flavors that you would have found on a Sunday dim sum. Hello, like, have you ever had a dim like, sum part that you didn't love? Yes. yes. Like, how many times did you wish that there was something you could pick up in a grocery freezer section? Like, I want to bring dim sum home and I don't just want the same old, you know, basic wonton. I want some yes. of the more delicious, crispy items. And you do these in an air fryer. So it's like addressing all kinds of healthy things. Yeah. Um, but, but the reason I mention it is because I love how you and I both love food and I want to follow up with, um, with, with Ming's Bing's in particular, how many things have you found that have come through your process on where to buy? And you are like having your own list of got to try this, got to try this. Oh, all of them. I'm not joking. Every single one of them for the most part. I mean, we, we, so many new products have come through and what's really interesting about it is, um, you know, we'll, we'll sign on a new brand that maybe I haven't, like we're working with a brand right now called pop and bottle. And I hadn't really heard about them, but now that I've heard about them, I'm now in store and I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's pop and bottle. And so for me as a consumer, it's like the whole thing starting to connect um, because I will learn about these products and like, I want to try them. Like I'm, I'm literally writing this down because I want to go find Ming's Bing's. And I want to try them because that sounded delicious. Like, I don't know what um, part of the country you're in, but he's got national distribution and he's doing food service as well, which lets places right. offer them like schools and, and stuff. Yeah. But it's also in Whole Foods and in, in, in the right. Northeast where he's based. And I don't know where you are at the moment because you could, because I love this yeah. world. We could be anywhere, but, but he's in, he's literally in hundreds of stores. So if I could go to where to buy it and find it. Yeah, like, totally. But I want to talk about what's the most delicious thing you've found lately that you want to turn us on to that's a really good reason to visit not only their site, but your site. Like, how can we as use you the same way the CPG brands use you to get the word out? Is there a consumer interface on where to buy or do I just only go and experience you through the where to buy tab on a brand site? Yeah, that's a that's a great clarification, actually. At the moment, it is just through the brand site. Um, like I said, we're exploring future things where we could add categories, right? Where you could right. come to our site and search where to buy gluten-free, where to buy uh, coffee, like, you know, whatever the categories might be. But right now, it's primarily through the brands. Um, but I mean, we've we I, I, I do want to like back up to one other thing, though, that we're like helping brands do is you know, going back to, we were talking about spreading the word, um, you know, we are also able to provide our customers tools and links that allow them to actually put where to buy directly in their messaging that they're already doing. So, you know, we're able to provide them like ways that they can target all the Whole Foods in the Northeast and then actually say, go buy this in Whole Foods. They don't even have to drive people back to their site to go search for it. Right. This is super exciting for a number of reasons. 
But I want to get back to my friends in the business who may have lost their gig a year ago mm -hmm. during COVID, have started up a little something, hit a miracle, and came up with something that the world is clamoring for. They've gotten it into stores, and now they need you. How does a company, an emerging CPG brand, know they need you? And what is it that you can do to help us help our friends who have new products and existing products find their way to you and um, sign up? And how do they become one of your brands? And are there costs associated for them or the grocery store? I, I hate to talk money, but when yeah. you're an entrepreneur, you have to let yeah. people know. And I think what you provide is such a valuable service. I really want people to know that you can almost not use this service because people need to find you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, the, the a, a brand will know they need us when they are starting to grow enough that keeping track of their own distribution on their own um, is just becoming too much for them to keep up with. So there's a lot of store locator solutions on the market. So a lot of them, though, you have to maintain your own data. So majority of our clients that come to us are just like, you know, we're just growing really fast. I don't know exactly where I'm showing up. I can't keep up with it. I can't keep updating this data on a weekly, monthly basis. So that's that's the first way that they start to come to us. Um, and then the way that our product works is, you know, when we built this, we really wanted to build it in a way we created this product to be the product we wish we had yeah. when we were offering it to our clients. So when our clients would come to us and say, I need a store locator solution, we would go Google a bunch of options and everything was like really cheap and had no data or very expensive. And for a lot of these emerging brands, I was like, oh my God, I can't take their whole marketing budget and put it towards the store locator. Um, so every single one of our features, you know, you get all of our data, you get all of our analytics, you know, all of our bells and whistle tools are included in our packages. And we truly work with the brands to um, provide pricing solutions based on how often they need the data updated. And, it, so and that's distribution... kind of like a scale thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, some of our brands will come to us and say, you know, I only need, I think I only need my data updated four times a year. Right. And we say, fantastic. Like, here's a pricing option for that. Then they'll come back to us in two months and say, actually, we're growing a lot. I need it every month. And we say, no problem. We can like work with you to make sure you're getting that data every month. But in the meantime, they're still getting all of the other features. So it's truly based off of how fast your distribution's growing, how much you want to stay on top of it. And when you say features, name one feature that you think is the, if you didn't do anything else, you really have to have this feature. Um, I think that you, well, our data, first of all, every, every, every option includes our data. Um, and then I would say like the find online feature, you know, a lot of um, other options out there charge extra for you to include find online, but like so many brands are either direct to consumer right now as one of the ways, and they're trying to maybe get out of that or, you know, for better or worse, Amazon's a place where people are shopping right now. So if someone can't find it at their local Whole Foods, like keep them in the mix. Drive them to Amazon, you know, drive them to Instacart so that they can buy it through Instacart, however it might be, or Hive brands. There's so many different tools out there right now. So I would say that, like, you know, adding, ma making sure the find online feature is a part of that. Like, that shouldn't be extra. You know, that should just be included in the tool. Because the reality is brands are, are thinking about launching. They've got a great product and they're saying, but do I really want to create a whole back end store for people and consumers and you know how's the shipping and all the rest exactly and you you really make it possible for them to step up into the big leagues of distribution 
Um, yeah, we a lot of our clients also another reason they come to us is they're you know they're trying to get away from they're trying to get away from direct to consumer through themselves because right. all the reasons you said right. shipping logistics you know the cost of shipping a, a a liquid beverage is terribly expensive for a brand so they're like if I can drive people in store to purchase it like way better for my bottom line. And before we let you go, because this has flown by and I have a million more questions and I know people are going to want to reach out to you. How can people find you and how can companies learn more about what you're doing? Yeah, you can find us. Just go to wheretobuy.io. That's our website. It's got overviews on everything we talked about today and more. You can you really easily sign up for a demo. I love doing demos. My team does loves doing them. I love just like meeting these entrepreneurs and you know, chefs and honestly, like artists in their own way. I love meeting them. So sign up for a demo. We can even just chat. Um, but yeah, where to buy.io is the best place to find us. This is fantastic. I've had so much fun chatting with you. I'd love to go grocery shopping with you. Like it would Same. be so much fun. And then we just go taste, taste, taste. I would love know. it. And now I'm like, actually I'm in Portland, Oregon. You were asking where I am. So I'm based out of Portland, Oregon right now. And I'm Literally already in my mind, I'm like, I think I'm going to see if XLB is open so I can go get some dim sum. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, <laughs> cravings. That's what this is all about. And as the world grows in from 2 to 2.5 to Web 3.0, as we all begin to change our habits and our customs, and we begin to take actions on our cravings. The reality is the mechanism may change, but the essential behavior does not I'm hungry. I yes. want something to eat. I want what you make. Let's make that happen. The where and the how that that happens may change, but the fact that that's what I want does not. And the fact that you can help me satisfy yes. my cravings is the most essential message that we want to leave people with that are thinking about getting into the CPG category. Or if you are a restaurateur who is not only surviving, but thriving and growing by growing a brand that you want to distribute more. We may be down the road heading to a place where that all happens differently, but right now let's connect and make sure that everybody has access to Felipe's hot mustard from Los Angeles or yes. Yes. from my favorite place in Boston. Maybe yeah. Things. I would love so, that. <laughs> you know, th this, and, and it's top of mind because I literally just talked to him yesterday, but but one yes. of the things that's really exciting about this is that it's exciting that after two years of having the slate wiped clean in food, talk to me a little bit about how hopeful you are. And this is a, our last uh, our conversation point. How hopeful are you about the future of food? Oh, I'm really hopeful. I, you know, I, I live in Portland, Oregon, like I said, and it is a huge food town as I'm sure you've known. And it's, you know, the last two years have been hard watching, um, you know, beloved restaurants close, but what's right. been really interesting is watching what people have done with it, like you've said. So not only are we seeing, um, first of all, we're starting to see restaurants come back and reopen, which is wonderful, but the way that people have been so innovative over the past two years, um, you know, one of my favorite restaurants here started a little takeout place called, it's Gato Gato is the name of the restaurant, but they started a takeout, um, Oma's Takeaway, and they have now taken over an entire storefront and it's gone from a little hut in their in their parking lot that they were just doing to survive during COVID to now a whole new restaurant. And so 
seeing the new places open and the ways people have innovated is just like, it's, I mean, it's, I, I, I'm very hopeful it's coming back. I mean, I know I've been eating a lot more, so. I have great. to say, when we knew that we were going to do a story about edible search, I was so excited because <laughs> it means that the payoff is delicious. And of course, Portland's important because it's the birthplace of James Beard, the father of American gastronomy. I think he was born in 1903, so over a hundred and some years ago, but it still maintains that sense of connection to the best that American regional cuisine and our global tastes converging and finding those things that allow us to have that more delicious moment, both at home and when we go out. I love that you're doing what you're doing. Congratulations. Thank you. We're excited and, you know, hope to hear from you all. And, you know, someday we'll get together and go grocery shopping and then just eat all afternoon. Cheers. Whether you are thinking about becoming a restaurateur or you are already in the business, Michael Politz has written a must read. The Food and Beverage Magazine's Guide to Restaurant Success. Pick up your copy today at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Books A Million, or wherever fine books are sold.